Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. That's a wrap. Yo, that's a wrap. It was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope we got some laughs and good entertainment. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Curry takes the inbounds. Mouth guard askew, as always. Brings it across the midcourt stripe. Behind the back of the dribble. Crossover, step back. Three ball right side. Front rim. Gets the shooter's roll and drops in. He starts doing high knees in the backcourt saying, yeah, that's my rim. 78-71. Warriors down by seven. That's how hot he is. Yeah, Stephen Curry trying to bring the Warriors back after they had fallen behind by 25 in the first half. Down 20 at the break. Steph Curry with 27 of his 38 points in the first half tonight. The Warriors still found themselves down 74-54 at the break. They go on to lose 125-119 to to the Pacers as we welcome you inside Warriors wrap-up here tonight on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson with you for the next hour. 888-957-9570. Uh, the story of this one, though, and, and we can get into what was just an ugly first half after the Warriors had a nine-point lead at 20-11 to 11 early, but the story of this one now and moving forward is the status of Steph Curry, who reached in for a steal uh, late in the third quarter uh, and appeared to do something to his left shoulder, immediately grabbing at it, and he went to the locker room at that point and we will hear the full Steve Kerr press conference coming up here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. But Curry did not return from that moment on. And so uh, the Warriors, uh, we will relay what Steve Kerr did have to say in the post game, which was just that Steph's getting an MRI tomorrow. Uh, he did say that he, he checked in with Steph Curry briefly, said said Curry and Goods that he was ruled out, uh, not going to return in this one due to a left shoulder injury and so now we wait for the MRI tomorrow uh, as he did not return to the game the Warriors fought uh, at the moment in which he left the game they were down by 13 which they had cut a 25 point lead all the way down to three it had gotten pushed back up to 13 at, at 93 to 80 when Curry went out as uh, that was 204 to go he didn't come back Warriors actually outscored the Pacers by seven for the rest of the night and and gave themselves a a fighting chance in the final minutes, although Indiana winds up prevailing in this one, 125 to 119. So 888-957-9570, triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. That is the phone number to give me a call or shoot me a text here on Warriors Wrap-Up. The Xfinity mobile text line is open again. The latest on Steph Curry is really not much news other than left shoulder injury returned to the game obviously as everybody who watched or listened to it uh, knows by now and he is set to get an MRI tomorrow and so uh, expect the results on the off day as we wait as the Warriors will go from Indiana to Philly and play the Sixers on Friday and it looks like potentially the Warriors are going to be without Steph Curry now for uh, some amount of time now you can hope for the best I think the best at this point would be some kind of tweak or sprain. And I, I think that would be uh, a situation where you would hope uh, if you're, if you're Steph Curry, that, you know, you, you, if you hope you're hoping it's a, a couple of games at this point, I think you would take that if, if you're the Warriors and, and move forward from there and, you know, really hope that, that 
you know, you get them back, it's a couple games, you withstand it. And this is part of what we had talked about here uh, in the early going of the season for the Warriors, which is the fact that you want to make sure that, that you build a little bit of a cushion separating for 500 to where you can withstand a an injury and not have it kill your season to a point where you fall back to where the Warriors were at, at four games under 500. And that was the danger zone that the Warriors found themselves in by you know getting off to the bad start and not being able to win a road game as they dip now uh, even farther into the hole on the road at, at two and 13. And so it, it really is you know, problematic. And you know, the Warriors had righted the ship a little bit. They'd gotten themselves to two games over 500, but they had done it by being one of the healthier teams in the NBA to the point in which they lost Andrew Wiggins for these these last couple of games. And now you start to add some more injuries to, to the equation and potentially being without Steph Curry, and that's something that, that really is – uh, you know, concerning for for the Warriors moving forward here, and it, it's the type of thing that can that can set your season uh, off course a little bit. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero, triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. John Dickinson here on Warriors wrap up on ninety five seven. The game. Uh, so again, we'll hold our breath. We'll wait for tomorrow. We'll find out what happens as far as the. Uh, you know, injury news and, and all of that uh, as far as Steph Curry goes. But uh, the Warriors, I've said it a lot, are in a vulnerable position right now, dipping to 14 and 15. Even if it's, hey, Steph Curry can't play for a week and a half until the Warriors return home. Well, you tell me who the Warriors are going to beat right now with the way that they've played of late without Steph Curry. Uh, you know, and, and tonight was another example of, hey, he had 27 in the first half. Sounded like at halftime there was – you know, maybe a speech given or, or guys getting on each other because they had a completely different disposition in the second half than they did at the end of the first half after they initially had built that lead. But now, you know, you still got to play four games of this trip. You still got to play against some really good teams. And, and if you do wind up unable to win a game because now you don't have Steph Curry and who knows when Andrew Wiggins is coming back, it just means you're going to have to play that much better once you get everybody in the back half of the season to earn yourself an opportunity to be you know in the playoffs and hopefully I think for for the Warriors sake they'd tell you out of that out of that play in tournament and into the top 6 and hopefully into the top 4 but that gets more and more difficult to accomplish the further you get away from 500 and I think really the worst possible scenario for the Warriors would be to not be a 500 team as they currently are not 14 and 15 and now to lose multiple starting players. So 888-957-9570. Let's go to Michelle in Concord to get us tipped off here tonight on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Michelle. Um, I've been watching the Warriors for many years, and they just seem off uh, now. I think it's too much to ask for Steph with Wiggins out and then Clay not playing back-to-backs. And then Draymond, he, sh- he should have known better not to get thrown out, even though he wasn't playing well. That just that just makes the team that much more limited. Uh, something just isn't right. And if uh, if Curry needs to come home and they have to play the rest of the road trip with the young guys, I I and Wiggins is out. I I think they should do that. There's there's just something off. Thank you. Yeah, no, appreciate the call. And look, tonight, what was off tonight was the fact that they didn't have Wiggins and it was the second of a back-to-back and you didn't have Clay Thompson. And so you decide because the guard play of the Pacers had hurt you in the first game going back nine nights ago that you're going to start Dante DiVincenzo with Steph Curry and, and Jordan Poole. I thought that was a, a nice move by Steve Kerr. DiVincenzo into the starting lineup, and he put some ball pressure on, on Halliburton. Nemhard really hurt the Warriors in the game at Chase going back a week and a half ago, and some of the length had bothered Indiana. So they basically play three guards, and, and really even three and a half when you look at Neesmith. But uh, Halliburton and Nemhard and, and Buddy Heald are three guards. So they start three guards. So why don't you, if you're the Warriors, with, with Clay Thompson out, go to the three guard. And I think, I, I think that actually worked. The Warriors got off to a, a 20-11 to 11 lead in this one. 
But following the the twenty to eleven lead, the Warriors were just they were just hitting the mouth. I mean, they were up nine, and then they wound up down twenty five with with the quickness. It was fifty five twenty four after the Warriors were up 20-11. to And tonight was one of those nights where, hey, the starting lineup worked in that first quarter in those first six to eight minutes. But at the end of the quarter, it was the second consecutive game where it was Steph Curry along with four bench players. And that completely flipped the game to the point where the Warriors never got it back until the beginning of the, of the third quarter. That lineup was Steph, Jermichael Green, uh, Anthony Lamb was out there with Ty Jerome and Jonathan Kaminga, and and that is the the cost of well, DiVincenzo, one of your better bench players, now goes into the starting lineup with one of your ben- better bench players in Jordan Poole, who already was in the starting lineup. So now you need players that haven't been playing as much to step in and fill some of the bench gaps. And Kerr went with Curry and and the four bench players and, and deeper bench players than even last night with with more guys out and Clay not being available. And now all of a sudden, you know that group just completely got wrecked and it, it flipped the game to where uh, the, the Warriors ended up giving up 47 points. It was a, a snowball effect, right? It was the Warriors out to that lead and then they were down eight by the time Curry was back in the game. And then at that point, uh, the Pacers just just throttled them up to to seventy one forty six, which was their their biggest lead of the game. And at that point, it was just all on Curry to try and keep the Warriors to within where maybe they could make a run in the second half that would allow them an opportunity at a run down the stretch to to try and win it. And it looked like that was happening with Curry going off, and then Curry ends up with the injury. And it's one of those where you tip your cap to the Warriors once. Well, at least the Warriors not named Draymond Green once Steph Curry went out because uh, they were able to fight, and and that was even with Draymond Green getting ejected, which I got to tell you, is that not predictable and unfortunate? The fact that, that Draymond Green would get himself ejected from a game in the moments following Steph Curry going out with what looked at least at the time like an injury that was going to keep him out the rest of the night. No further update to this point. You don't want to speculate on that kind of thing, but I think we we had a good feeling, hey, that was probably going to be a bad enough injury to where Steph was not going to come back and play in tonight's game. And it was almost as if Draymond, and we've seen this before in games where Curry is out, it was almost as if Draymond said, "Yeah, you know what? To hell with it. Uh, I'm I'm going to get on a rager. My fuse is going to be a little bit shorter than normal, and I'm going to head to the locker room. Essentially, hey, no Steph, and why should I be for who? For what? Why should I be out there? Uh, and so I, you know, that that's the one thing I will say, and, and, and kind of come down Draymond's road a little bit that that I think is is a bad look, and it's a bad look only because it's not the first time that that we've seen it." And it really is kind of disrespectful, I think, to the to the other players on the team who fought and scratched and, and tried to remain in that game. And look, Draymond gets a lot of credit for helping to hold this Warriors team up. And I, I get it. He's frustrated with the way that they're playing and the losing. And, and the first half tonight was really, frankly, despicably ugly as far as the, the, the defense was. I mean, just breakdowns everywhere, miscommunications, a lot of new players and combinations playing together. The Pacers, once they got rolling, were getting whatever the hell they wanted whenever they wanted it. But, I you know, it, it it's also you – know, Draymond you – know, Hang in there with these guys. You know, at least you know, be a leader and and hang in the game with these guys as they try and fight. Even though it's probably going to be uh, the type of a game where you're you're not going to have enough down the stretch, and and, and ultimately the Warriors didn't. So uh, yeah, I think that's a that that's a a, a a red mark on the on the report card for tonight for me. The fact that it was you know, only for the fact that it was predictable, and I, I tweeted it out when Draymond picked up the first technical, like, hey, this is, you know, this is the kind of thing that can happen with with Draymond. You know what happens to Draymond once Steph isn't playing, and then he picks up the second technical foul like clockwork, and and he ends up hitting the shower. So disappointed in in Draymond tonight for basically kind of tapping out and using his anger as a means to – call it an, an early night when the rest of the guys were out there trying to fight back from what was pretty brutal in the first half, even without their MVP and their four-time champion in, in, in Steph Curry. So 888-957-9570. Let's go to LJ in Sunnyvale next here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, LJ? 
Hey, what's going on? It's the first time caller. Thank you for taking my call, man. You got it. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, what do you got? Yeah, loud and clear. What's what's on your mind, LJ? Yeah. I agree with you on the Draymond Green conversation. And the minute you step went out, Draymond pretty much, I like how you refer to it as Rager. <laughs> but, I mean, but, you know, as a classic veteran, it was going to happen. But the, the, other thing, the other token is like turnover city. It's like how do you as a staff, day in, day out, what are you telling your guys that if we just eliminated the turnovers, we'd have a stronger chance of being in these games if not winning them. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it's like we're like two two games back from the fourth seed. And, you know, it's just especially at the wild, it's like we got to start winning some road games. And, I mean, the, the media will look at this and say, okay, you know, they have that championship DNA. We shouldn't worry about it, you know, in the future. But at the same time, I'm, I like to see results now. And, you know, especially if, like, you know, you talk about Draymond kind of leaving his team out there in the dust. You know, who knows what happens to Draymond next season. If, you know, if this talks of him not being there, it's just kind of one of those things. Like, what do Warriors do at midway through the year at, at All-Star or, you know, the trade deadline? I mean, we don't get rid of Draymond, but we got to add more, you know, fire more ammunition to the squad because it, it just does not look good. No, it, it doesn't look good right now, and they're a game under five hundred, and they can't win on the road. That record gets even uglier now. It, it came in at 2-12, and 12, and they're 2-13 and 13 on the road. I mean, that is only the Rockets in the Western Conference are worse than the Warriors on the road. Only the Magic in the Eastern Conference are worse than the Warriors on the road at, at 1-11. and 11. So, I mean, it, it really is ugly, ugly, ugly stuff, and it really hasn't mattered who the Warriors have played in a lot of these road games. They just have have gone through the motions a lot defensively. I mean, they're giving up 123 points a game on the road, and and you know that that is that will get you crushed. And so, uh, you know that that's the the tone. And I and I think you know they the young players on this team. I'm not putting it on them because I think. I think the veteran players, and I've said this a lot, have have wanted to coast in some of these road games and and win some high scoring affairs. And the Warriors have been able to to be in fifty fifty games in the final five six minutes of a lot of them and unable to to finish. You know, last night you're playing Milwaukee. That's an L that you're probably just going to have to take on a night where you're getting throttled from two point range and you're making threes and and you're a little bit short handed at the at the wing spot. And, you know, tonight you can chalk up, you know, tonight or, or last night you can you can chalk up tonight. You know, you're you're hoping that you don't get down 25 you know, at this point. You're hoping that you've got enough to stabilize. And sure, you might be up 12 and you might get down 12 to 15. But then you make another push as they did in the in that third quarter. And they played angry in the third quarter. I mean, that was the difference. They came out and played like they were embarrassed in the third quarter. And so that. You know that was the difference. You know they 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 come out like a normal game early. I give Steve Kerr credit for the lineup. I thought Divincenzo in the starting lineup was great, but it left them really vulnerable, even more vulnerable than they have been lately off the bench. And, and the bench rotation has changed with with Wiggins going out and everybody shuffling around. And now Clay's out tonight. And so this isn't the bench group that had been the successful group as the Warriors had flipped the 3 and 7 record into a 13 and 11 record so at that point you know now you're even digging deeper on the bench and you know it, it, that group with Steph and and the four bench guys just completely flipped the game and the Warriors were up 10 and then it was a, a one point game uh, they were down at at the half after or at the end of that quarter after being up uh, what was it 9 they're down one so it was a a quick minus 10 when it was Steph with the bench guys and then all hell breaks loose in the first six minutes of the of the quarter with Curry out. And by the time Curry's back in the game, the Pacers are rolling at such a high level that you can't stop them until they're they're up 25. And then right before the half, it felt like the Pacers let off the, the gas a little bit and Curry hit a couple of shots. And it was like he was having his will tested a little bit and he wasn't going to be denied there. Ooh, back and Curry. so. You know, then then you wind up uh, down twenty at the half, and you come out and you you try to play, you try to play angry. So eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. 
Uh, let's get to Matt in San Francisco here on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, Matt? Hey, how's it going? Um, you know, one optimistic note I want to just bring up is uh, I like the way that Curry handles his time in rehab and injury. Like, I remember a couple years ago um, when they made it to the play-in tournament, he had that tailbone injury, and it seems like after that injury is when his tear started in the late end of the season. And then last year with the, the foot thing after Boston's game, it seems like that's when he started rolling going into playoffs. It, it's almost like a reset, like a mental reset, and he's really good at rehabbing and just getting his mind right again and healthy. And I feel like that's one thing I'm, I'm not looking forward to, but I guess something that's good to note. I, I think that he's going to come out really strong after whatever you know tunnel that he's going through right now. Um, and then my last note, a little bit more pessimistic, but they need a trade to Michael Green. I, I don't know. I don't like being so pessimistic about that, but I, I just think we need more depth on the bench. And I think to Michael Green and like Lamb or something, they just need to be shipped off somewhere and we can get something better. But I don't know who would want him. But thank you for taking my call. Yeah, at this, at, at this point, uh, I mean, Lamb has been up and down. There, there are nights where Lamb looks like, okay, yeah, he can make some shots and he's an NBA player and, and he can help you. There are other nights where he does look like a G-leaguer, like he almost can't get a shot off. He's confused defensively, and it, it's, it's really hit or miss. I mean, he's helped them win a couple of games, but there have been some games where it, it, it just doesn't work. And, yeah, Jermichael Green, there's really no other way to put it. He's, he's been a disappointment. And you know, I think they thought he was going to be a little more consistent shooting the three ball. I think they thought he was going to be a little better defender, even if he was, uh, you know, at the four spot. They they were playing him at the four early. They did him a, a favor by moving him to the five and sort of explained some of his struggles away as he was playing the five and or wasn't playing the five and should have been playing the five. And then there were a handful of games where he played a little bit better, but. Uh, over the long haul here, he just he just hasn't been he just hasn't been great, uh, you know, to to this point. So uh, and, and you know, almost unplayable. And it, it it does start. And there were a few people on the text line that are saying, well, if Jamichael Green's going to play like this, why not go to James Wiseman? And I'll tell you, it it it's a question. However, I think it's it it tells you organization currently feels and the coaching staff currently feels about Wiseman's ability to help uh, the fact that that Green has played at the level that he has played and they still believe he's a, a better option even than Wiseman and look they want Wiseman to play so that's the other part of the equation they, they want him to play and you know, I think that's you know more than the five to ten minutes some shorties for for Jamichael Green, but but he hasn't played well. He I, I thought he played a little better in the second half tonight, but overall it just it hadn't worked. You know they they went and got Dante Divincenzo and Jamichael Green to to fill the the roster spots held by Gary Payton the second and Otto Porter Jr. Different players, different types of players, different skill sets, and really unfair I think to compare. I think Divincenzo in his own right has been he's he's been impactful in a different. Uh, but he's not somebody that you really want to necessarily be playing a ton of minutes every single night, although he did play 38 tonight with the, the start and Wiggins and Clay out, and he was a plus 19 and, and pressures the ball and is a willing passer and can knock down some shots, although he's a little streaky offensively. I mean, I think – but he hasn't made the impact in, in you know at the level or in the ways that – Gary Payton the second did last year, just being a lockdown blanket defender and somebody that would get an easy dunk left him or hit a high percentage of his three pointers from the corner if the defense left him there. So different style of players, but yeah, they they have not got anything close to uh, you know, what they had from from the Otto Porter slot on the roster. And and look, Green was not. I think they thought that some of the young players would be able to play and help in that role. And it, it just hasn't happened. Uh, Siad, uh, Siad in San Francisco. Is it Siad? You're on, you're on 95.7 The Game. Oh, sweet. I just have one question for you. If you had to trade one guy right now, who would it be? That's a good question. Thanks for the call, Siad. Um, at this point, I think, at this point, you want to trade somebody that has value. And I, I think, that the best course of action, assuming you believe that this team can still get it together and make a run, and, and the MRI results for, for Steph tomorrow are, are not going to necessarily 
completely minute. He's out for a couple months or something. If he tore something in the shoulder and he's out for a couple of months, then that dramatically changes the, the, the thought. But if, if you're assuming this is a relatively short-term injury for Steph and, and you think that, that this team can get healthy with Wiggins and, and Clay back and, and consistently, and the way things look like they were trending a week ago where it was like, hey, this team can push to win in the mid to upper 40s and maybe be in the top half of what is a real compacted West, if you were telling me that, I would say that James Wiseman would be the guy to move. Uh, you know, as far as somebody who's, whose value to the Warriors has cratered but another team would still potentially want to trade a rotational type player for. And look, we're not talking about a superstar you know, at this point. And I, I can understand that's probably why the Warriors wouldn't want to look to move a guy like Wiseman right now is because at one point you thought, hey, if Wiseman's on the move, you're probably going to get some kind of a star coming back or a young star player that could become a star coming back. And, and I think right now, if you did look to move Wiseman, you would be looking at probably taking a, a a role player back, and I think that would be uh, a little bit concerning. But I think, assuming you feel the rest of the team is good enough to go for it, and you need one more player that you can trust, and I think the Warriors are going to need one more player that they can trust that's not currently on the roster to be in this rotation, probably a wing. Wiseman, I think, would be the guy that the Warriors would be more comfortable with or may have to come to grips with being more comfortable with maybe moving on from. Uh, 888-957-9570. Let's sneak in Bob and Marin here before we pause. Bob, you're on Warriors Wrap-Up with John Dickinson on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Bob. Hey, Diddy. I just got a question for you real quick. Um, you know, I think this has happened to the Warriors before the Steph goes out and the guys start to play better, and I think – I don't think the Warriors need to trade. I just I feel like this is the time for the guys that need to play better – have to play better because Steph's not around and find out what they're made of. And I think um, with guy like DiVincenzo, the, the way he penetrates, the way he pushes the tempo, we need more of that. I think the Warriors need more of that because that kind of, you know, puts a lot of the defense on, on the back foot. And if you have shooters on the outside, that's where these guys are going to shine. And that's where we're going to see what Jordan Poole and what Clay Thompson are going to be like playing together. So I'm actually, um, you know, looking forward to what the rotations are going to look like. I just want to see what you think and what's going to happen. Hopefully Steph's fine. But uh, I just think this is a great opportunity for, for Warriors to actually learn what they're actually about. Yeah, no, look, thanks for the call. The one thing I will say on the surface, you know, if Steph is out for a, for a, a decent stretch here, this isn't 2019, 2020. You know, th- this isn't immediately – you're 15 and 50 as they were in that, in that pandemic, because you, you know, you've got Jordan Poole. You didn't have clay that year. You've got him. You didn't have Wiggins until the back half of that year. So you've got three good players on this team that you didn't have that year. Uh, the problem though, is this team as relatively whole had played their way, their way to essentially being a 500 team. So while they may not be a 15 and 50 type team, it's kind of somewhere in between. So we'll, we'll ponder that here as we take a quick break. We'll hear from Steve Kerr. We'll hear from Dante DiVincenzo. 888-957-9570. Still time for some phone calls. We'll also reset the latest on Steph Curry as the Warriors lose to the Pacers 125-119. to You heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? 
Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast the Halliburton back to Turner up over Draymond forced it up no good ball tip Curry comes back to get a chest pass to pull. It's a beauty. He caught it, just laid it in. Just one step. What a pass by Curry. And all of a sudden, three minutes gone by in the second half, and it's a 13-point game. Now back to Warriors wrap-up on 95-7 The Game. Yeah, the Warriors made their run in this one, down by 25 late in the first half, down by 20 at the half. It was 77-54 Indiana early in the third quarter, and the Warriors had trimmed that all the way down to 83-80, and then a 10-0 run for the Pacers to put them back up 93-80, and that's when Steph Curry went down with uh, the left shoulder injury looking to make a steal uh, on a play, immediately grabbed at the shoulder, immediately went out of the game, did not return, and the latest on on Steph is that he will get an MRI tomorrow. We'll hear more details, although there really wasn't much more to share from Steve Kerr coming up here in just a moment. Warriors go on to lose this one, 125-119. to 119. John Dickinson on Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game. 888-957-9570. Phone number to give me a call or shoot me a text. And uh, we had the caller before the break. It was Bob and Marin who said, J.D., if you were looking to make a trade, who would you look to move? And I've already got people coming down my road for saying James Wiseman, including... The 510 uh, and the 5-1-0 saying, JD, what are you talking about? The Warriors have zero height and you want to trade the tallest player on the roster. Uh, Jamichael Green needs to go. The Warriors need to start uh, playing the younger players. I would move Jordan Poole before Wiseman. Well, here's the deal. You can't move Jordan Poole right now because Jordan Poole makes $4 million, a little under $4 million. And so you're if, if you move him before he makes a lot of money, you're only getting players back that, that make in the range of money that Jordan Poole currently makes. So you basically have to hold off on, on trading Jordan Poole this season. While I did say when Poole signed the extension, though, just because you signed the extension doesn't mean you're going to be a warrior for life. And, and I, I think as they look to, to decide in the offseason, and it's way too early to speculate, but I, I do think moving Jordan Poole at some point will be on the table as the Warriors try to shuffle through who's going to get paid and who's not and, and where they go young and, and where they don't and whether it come May and June of 2023, five, six months away now, the Warriors believe they still have the ability to win another championship next year. We, we don't know. we got to see how this year ends. It's too early to, to really know uh, at this point. But but the reality as far as you know having not having size and trading the tallest guy and all that, he can't play now. He can't play now. The Warriors have deemed him to be ineffective now. And so, you know, that like to to he he's not helping them now. And and they've decided 
you know, they, they flipped their season, in essence, when they decided to quit playing them all together. And I don't think that's necessarily completely the reason why. I think it's one of the reasons why. I wouldn't put it all on, on that decision. But they believe that he can't play with Steph and he can't play with Draymond effectively. He can't defend. And it's not worth him playing five minutes a half at this point. I think they came into the air thinking it was worth him playing four, five minutes a half. Anywhere between five to ten minutes a half. Some nights, depending upon the night. And, and they could get away with it and they could win and they'd have a decent record and all of that. And it just hasn't, it just hasn't come to fruition. It, it really hasn't. Uh, 888-957-9570. Another one here on the text line from the 240. J.D., I often agree with you in your analysis. Tonight, you appear to be all over the place. Rats on the table are Kerr and Poole. Why aren't you putting them on blast? Look, Jordan, Jordan Poole stunk tonight. Like, I got, I got, no, I got no issue. You know, 8 of 22, 1 of 7 from 3, 4 turnovers. He's kicking the ball out of bounds last night. Like, I, I got nothing... I got nothing to say. Like I'll come after Jordan Poole. Like no problem. He was bad. He's got to play better. He, you know, whether it's the contract or the punch, or not playing as many minutes with as many good players. I don't know what it is, but it it's not good. As far as Steve Kerr, you know, I'm not coming down his road necessarily for the for the young players because I'm not sure they'd be helping him. I'm I'm really not. Now Moses Moody was an interesting one tonight. I was going back and forth on text with our, our very own Kyle Madsen tonight. And he said, what did, you know, what, what did Moody do to, to get in the doghouse? And I said, well, I, I'm not really sure. But, and, and to be honest, I mean, Steve Kerr said he fouls too much and he turns it over too much when he's out there on the floor. That's just what Steve Kerr has said. He's also said that he doesn't play him because he's the fifth guard. And typically you only play four guards. Well, tonight they were playing all the guards. And you would think with a guard out, Moody would automatically play. But then Ty Jerome was playing, and Anthony Lamb's a different position if you consider Moody a guard. So Anthony Lamb's a forward, so I, or a big in, in the Warriors' scheme. Sometimes he's a three uh, and, and can shoot from the outside. So I thought it was a little weird that, all right, if you're considering the fifth guard, you got a guard out, he wouldn't step in and play. Uh, and then it was almost a last resort sub for Kerr with Moody tonight, and Moody helped them toward the end of the first half, but but him help, and this is what you've seen with Kaminga, like there's games where Kaminga plays well and he helps, and you say, well, Kaminga should play more, and Kaminga will continue to play, and, and over time, he doesn't play as well, like it's, it's always evolving, it's not just, hey, a young player plays well for two games, and then they're good, then they're in, then they're going to play the rest of the season 20 minutes a game, you know, we saw this with Kaminga going back two or three games, Kaminga's got to play 20 minutes a game, and he has been, and he did tonight, I think. But he hasn't, you know, he hasn't played well. If the Warriors had a full deck on a couple of these nights, Kaminga wouldn't have played as much as he did last night. He wouldn't have played as much as he did tonight. He didn't play well in the first half tonight. He played better in the second half when they started him. That was another rotation adjustment that worked for Steve Kerr tonight. He put Moody in the rotation in the second half, helped him. Put Kaminga in the starting lineup when Small took Looney out, helped him. So hat tip to Steve Kerr on that. Couple of adjustments there. But yeah, Poole's gotta be better. Like I got I got no problem saying Jordan Poole's gotta be better. I mean, there there's there's no doubt about it. From the four oh eight, Jakob Pertle would be a great addition. Here's the deal. And I go back and forth on Jakob Pertle, I'm not sure. You wanna give up Wiseman for Jakob Pertle? You wanna give up James Wiseman, the number two pick in the draft, for a big that may not even finish games for you and is a free agent at the end of the season. Like, I'm just asking. And, and maybe the answer is yes. I, I'm not even, you know, I think Jakob Pertl could help them. But I also know how the Warriors tend to run it with their bigs. And they like having them out there. But they don't play their bigs as much as other teams play their bigs. And their you know, wild card in beating teams down the stretch in key playoff games is typically going smaller. Or playing Kavon Looney. And so, you know, at, or playing Draymond at the fight kind of depends on on the night. And they played Looney more down the stretch in some of the games last year. But Warriors don't value size in the traditional sense. They just don't. And so, you know, when, when people say, Wiseman's got to play and you need a seven-footer and you need size, you need size, you need size, I think the Warriors need another wing, to be perfectly honest. I, I think they they are going to roll with Poole for now. They've got the Vincenzo, who they like, as guards. You've got Steph and Clay. That's four good guards. You kind of cast Moody aside. I think they 
obviously Draymond and Wiggins and Looney you like at that point, and then that's where it gets a little muddy. You want Kaminga to play. Iguodala, who knows if he's going to see any action until the All-Star break, for crying out loud, or, or maybe till April. You know, that that's, remains to be seen at this point. But I think when you look at it, it's it's a matter of, you know, it's a matter of, with Kaminga, you'd, you'd like somebody that's a little more trustable. Like, I I wouldn't mind, and, and this is probably not going to happen because I don't think the Suns would want it to happen. And again, who are you going to give up? But I'd love Jay Crowder on this Warriors team as a 3 and D wing and somebody that can play 20, 25 minutes a game and somebody, and, and, and the people that are pro playing the young players are going to hate this, but somebody that you'd trust every single night more than you would trust Kaminga every single night. So, again, if you're looking to do that, and I don't, in fairness, the you know Jay Crowder wants to play more than I think twenty to twenty five minutes a game. I think that's why he's in the situation he's in with Phoenix. But I think the Warriors need another wing. They need another three four type player that that they can you know trust. You know, kind of kind of the three four version of a of a Divincenzo, just a young vet that they can trust. What do you got to give up to get that? You may have to give up more than James Wiseman at this point to get it if it, if it's a player that's going to be around for any length of time. All right, let's get to Mike in San Jose on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Mike. Oh, we lost Mike. All right, 888-957-9570. Let's go ahead and hear from Steve Kerr then as he addressed the Steph Curry injury and everything going on in this loss for the Warriors in Indiana. So you start with uh, any update on Steph? He's going to get an MRI tomorrow. You know, he was ruled out, you know, midway through the fourth uh, training staff told me he wasn't going to play the rest of the night. And uh, we'll see. We'll see how he is tomorrow. No, I didn't. I didn't ask about that. I mean, I just trust their judgment. They said he's he's not going back in. and, And I haven't really you know, I just checked in with him briefly, but haven't had a chance to go into detail uh, with him. How, I mean, I'm just, like, I'm just like, spirits were good. You know, Steph's always um, a guy with a, a great outlook on life. So he's um, he's in, in good spirits and we'll, we'll hope for the best. What's the kind of before having to go out? Just stunning. He just basically put us on his shoulders, you know, for the the minutes he was out there, he was generating so much offense. He was getting to the line. He was, um, you know, getting the ball to other people. He was absolutely brilliant. And um, and then I, I thought the guys did a, a great job of fighting throughout the third quarter before he got hurt. And then after, you know, down down the stretch in the fourth, we couldn't get stops, but our guys were battling. I was really proud of the effort. Um, I didn't didn't like the first half at all. And felt like we were feeling sorry for ourselves, and I, I like I liked the way our guys competed together in that second half. That visual of him at halftime, hands on his knees, kind of huffing and puffing, frustrated, obviously doing well himself, kind of said a lot. Well, what was his message at halftime of yours as well? He didn't have a message. He, uh, my message to the to the group was. Um, it's it's about competing. It's about um, weathering the storm. You know, this has been a a, a tough. Uh, start to the season we're in a tough stretch you know know, maybe it's going to get tougher if Steph's out for a little while I mean if he's out it'll for sure get tougher but you just got to persevere you just keep playing and you keep fighting and um, it's a long season Um, the thing I'm very very confident about is um, if we're healthy we feel like we can beat anybody I think this team has proven that and so our job is to, you know, to get there. You know, we've got to find a way to navigate this season and um, continue to bring along uh, the young guys. I thought both J.K. and and Moses did a great job tonight. Um, so fun to see them grow. And you know, we've got to continue to find rotations that that make sense as guys are in and out uh, with injury, and just keep fighting. And if we do that. And I feel good about our team long term, even though um, it may be a, a rocky ride to get there really rearrange your rotation in the second half. I guess what went into your initial rotation should include Jerome Glenn early and then, you know, wide flip. Yeah, we just, we needed more space on the floor. We just couldn't, um, 
couldn't get anything going in the first half. I think we had 52 points and down 20. We had, we had to change the just the, the feel, the vibe of the game. And so JK gave us a good boost, um, gave us a little more, uh, you know, of a dive threat to the rim. And then that created some some spacing for other guys too. And um, as I said, I, I thought the biggest uh, change was not the lineup. It was just our mentality. And I liked the way the, the guys uh, competed together. No, I mean we. Nobody knows who will be available moving forward necessarily, but did, did Moses do enough tonight that you're going to try to get him on the floor a bit more? I'm really pleased with his play. You know, over the last couple of weeks, he's he's um, you know he's gotten uh, his opportunities and um, and he's made the most of them. So he's every every game is different. Every what's made this year tricky is that. You know, we're, you know, you got different guys out, different combinations and uh, a lot of new people. And so we're trying to, trying to find the right combinations, but Moses done a great job. And, um, you know, I imagine he'll be out there uh, again, you know, next, next game. Moses is someone who seems to take a lot of screens, maybe they're a little bit that. Is that a learned skill or something that's more kind of innate? Is that something that's an innate skill or something that kind of is more who you are in general? It's a combination. It, it takes some toughness, um, and then it takes takes uh, some teaching. You know, you need to learn how to take a charge. You, know, you got to have your shoulders squared, and you got to have your feet set, and all that stuff. And um, he's done a good job of that. He's he's got a lot of toughness, and he's got good feel for the game. And uh, so that's a an area of the game that 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 he definitely is uh, you know excels in. It's been struggling a little bit recently. Maybe not necessarily the point total when it comes to efficiency biggest thing with with jordan that we've been trying to to work uh on with him is just slow down you know he's uh he just gets in a rush he's got uh, so much ability i think sometimes it's the guys with the most ability uh when they're young who who actually um you know, make the most mistakes because they're trying to learn what they can and can't do. And he's so gifted. He's so fast and shifty um, that he frequently is uh, getting himself into trouble just by being in a rush. So we're trying to slow him down and it's all going to come with experience. He's still a very young player. And as I said, I, I was I was really pleased with his effort in that, that second half, just competing and, and making plays and, and fighting. It wasn't a great shooting night for him, but he but he kept playing. And that's the most important thing every single night is uh, to keep playing and just understand that every individual on the team, everybody's uh, energy and body language, it just fuels the rest of the guys. And um, so we need, we need everybody to, to bring that, bring that juice night in and night out. And you can't, can't let mistakes or results affect you and affect uh, the team. And that's, we got a lot of young guys who are, who are learning that now. All right, so Steve Kerr there uh, praising the efforts of, of Moses Moody, who did play well once he got his opportunity. Jonathan Kaminga didn't play well in the first half. I didn't think Kaminga played well last night until mop-up time. I thought he kind of padded his stats a little bit last night when the game was out of hand, but he was a different player in the second half, which I think is a positive sign. When he got the start, he brought energy. The Warriors went more athletic with the three guards and then Draymond and, and Kaminga, and, and Moody was a bigger part of that rotation, and, and you know, we'll see. Uh, how does Steve Kerr get Moody on the floor? I think he's he's got to try to get Moses Moody on the floor a little bit, especially with this this team shorthanded. All right, let's sneak in Joe in the city here on Warriors Wrap Up. What's going on, Joe? Hey, JD, how you doing, man? Good, man. What's on your mind? Good, good. Hey, so you know, I think it's really clear that Steph has another two, three years of championship basketball and being if not the best player in the NBA. And I think the, the challenge with, with some of these young guys, and Kurt, you know, you talk about trust, like what do you know that they're going to do and provide on a night-in and night-out basis? And someone like Poole, you know, he's in the rotation because there's a level of trust there. You know exactly what role he plays and what you're going to get. Um, looking at Warriors championship rosters of the past, you know, I completely agree with your take on a, on a big guard, a 3-4, more than a 5. You know, someone who can offer rim protection and good defense without being a, a big body. Um, and I, I, I don't see, if you're the Warriors, why you wouldn't trade any one of these three young guys for someone that you think's a better piece. I know I'm, I'm getting on time here. Um, not, not go Lakers, but, you know, the last, last thing is uh, people talk about Wiseman as a missed pick. I think 
you know, Kaminga, like someone like Davion Mitchell, I really like his game and think he'd fit that GPT role. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, appreciate it. And, and yeah, he maybe could. I think, you know, he, he's a little more DiVincenzo-like, I think, than 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 even Gary Payton II. Uh, sturdier guard, can guard bigger players as well, but more of a primary. He's he's basically the backup point guard uh, for, for Sacramento uh, there. And, and so that, I, I think, falls in line with the, the DiVincenzo role, defensive-oriented, keeps the ball moving and the like. But I think that's the, that's the conundrum the Warriors find themselves in as they move forward here. How do they get, you know, do, are they good enough to where they think they can win another title? And if they feel they're one piece away, do you move one piece of the young core to get one piece that can maybe help you win uh, a, a, a title again, a, a little bit more trustworthy player that, that can be a rotation player and, and solidify that, that top eight and give you a little margin for error if you lose uh, somebody uh, over a length of time. So we'll hold our breath. We'll see what happens with Steph Curry. MRI tomorrow on the left shoulder. And uh, I think you got to hope it's it's just a, a sprain or, or some kind of muscle injury to where, you know, worst, you're, you're hoping the worst-case scenario is maybe he's got to miss a couple of games and, and he can get back here uh, within the next week. But uh, we'll find out more on that tomorrow. All right, that's going to do it for me. Uh, I want to thank Sterling Bennett and everybody in our San Francisco studios. A great job cutting the highlights and everything uh, tonight, uh, I'll be back with you on Friday uh, as the Warriors take on the Sixers. Post game after that one, we'll have Warriors wrap up uh, as I'm headed to the airport, heading to Seattle. Niners and the Seahawks tomorrow. Uh, Going to be covering that. So we'll uh, talk to you tomorrow from Seattle and talk to you Friday on Warriors wrap up as the Pacers get the better of the Warriors, 125 to 119. And you heard it right here on 957 The Game. Good night. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.